we had to, we had to put that in there. Gary Lewis and the Playboys. You guys, you guys. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Cornell. Hey, how you doing? Hey, you guys. guys know or remember Gary Lewis and the Playboys? Yes, yes. We are oh, live. Right. We are live in front of audience. I want to I, I, I want to welcome everybody to the Friday Freaky Friday Flowing, whatever the deal is supposed to be called, Freaky Wacky Friday, Andy and Amanda show here. I think live from hey guys, this is behind the scenes. I'm just showing you behind the scenes, and we had to, so we had to had to start the show with some freaky blast in the past. Gary Lewis and the Playboys. Do you know <laughs> when I, they were my favorite band when I was growing up as a kid? Really, really. I used to stand in front of the stereo with a, with a tennis racket, like playing air guitar when I was like eight years old, pretending oh, wow. I was in Gary Lewis and the Playboys. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome, man. Do you remember the remember the cereal called uh, Kellogg's Frosted Flakes? They're great. Remember, remember that? Yeah, hell oh, yeah. That's one of my well, favorite cereals. Well, they, my, my grandmother, my father's mother, got a box of Frosted Flakes at the time, way back when. I mean, it must have been, I don't know, maybe six or seven years old. I don't know when. Um, they, Gary Lewis uh, had a 45 record, and they put it in the box. Oh, no, no, no. No, they didn't put it in the box. You sent away for it. You put a coupon. They have the coupons in the back of the cereal box, and you send for things. So my grandmother sent for, <clears throat> sent for the record of this Gary Lewis song called Flake, Flake, Do the Flake. Wow. And that was my intro to Gary Lewis and the Playboys from Flake, Flake, do the flake, do the flake, flake, flake. Something what Amanda would say sound like an amazing song. Flake, flake, do the flake, do the flake, flake, flake. That's how it went. Yeah, that's horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> that was my intro to rock and roll. <laughs> and you yeah. you know, I, I compared them to the Beatles. Really? Wow. Yeah, I did. Like, wow. Even, you think it was, oh my gosh, you compared it to the Beatles? They must be amazing. Yeah. When I was six years old, and it's the only music I've ever heard besides, uh, I don't know, besides, besides, I don't know, but Aww. that was it. Yeah. it was making, right? <laughs> Andy, for me, when I was a kid, I remember one of my earliest memories of a song that I was absolutely uh, just sotted with was that song, Frankie, do you remember me? Do you remember oh that gosh. one from the 80s? Yeah. yeah. Yeah? Oh, my God. I was obsessed oh with that gosh. song. I'd play it over and over. I drove my parents mad with that song. So I'm sorry, Mum. Sorry, Dad. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Amanda, what's going on over there in the UK? What's happening? Oh, my darling. It's also very tragic. Um... So we've we've now reached the highest death toll since April, uh, reaching 1,325 daily deaths. And uh, one doctor at um, London's busiest hospital believes we are a week away from complete breaking point where the system will be that stretched that there's no coming back from it. And, um, you know, I can see this whole experience leading to private health care and losing our NHS. Um, which many have predicted over the past 10 years that we were heading that way anyway with the amount of, you know, cut NHS funding and so on. But with that aside, um, London's mayor has spoken out regarding the seriousness that the city is facing with some parts of London seeing one in 20 people with COVID uh, at, the, at present. So, 
it's very scary for them right now. And um, so everyone's distressed, as you can imagine. Uh, it's even mm-hmm. got very, very, very close to home for me in my my county with um, real big jump in uh, cases. And I'm trying to steer clear of all those areas real close to me. Um, so also our uh, chief medical advisor, Professor Chris Whitty, explained to the public the other day um, that with the rollout of the Oxford vaccine, they believe that more people will be protected by only giving one dose instead of two, because it would give everyone a 50% plus chance of survival compared to, um, what, for twice the amount of people than giving two doses to a smaller amount of people. Um, So they're trying to cover uh, a widespread amount of people with, you know, just one dose and give some sort of protection at least until they can then implement the second dose uh, later on. So, you know, this all comes out with the fears of um, the rate of the variant and how fast that's been spreading across the UK. And, you know, everybody's very, very fearful here right now, boys, very fearful. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm seeing it all over social media and friends and family uh, are very distressed as well. So it's, you know, it's, it's a very dark time, isn't it? It really is. And, um, you know, everybody's trying to see it through the best we can. And of course, the U.S. has been all over the news as well, so we've been trying to keep a tab on that as yeah. well. Here in L.A., the uh, the, the COVID, uh, we're, we're losing somebody every eight minutes. Somebody's dying here. There's no more. Yeah. I think we said this in even a Wednesday, but I don't think we went to numbers. We're going to dive into numbers a little bit later on the show. I know we did yeah. this our last show. We try we try to do that every show um, and extend our, our sympathies and condolences to those affected by the losses, which are you know, it's, it's well over 350,000. We'll get the exact numbers later, but it's just unreal. And, and you know, we, we've been, what more can we say? It's a tra- it's tragic and, and hopefully we'll be on the other side of it soon. And, you know, this, we know that this, this has been mishandled, uh, especially by this administration in the United States, but it's also caught other countries and other administrations um, off guard as well, I think, to the extent where I think we, we as a world, uh, started opening up a little prematurely. I think people, uh, you're all human beings. I think people wanted to live live a life what we're all accustomed to when people are anxious to get yeah. out and do something and make money and work and have fun and enjoy their families and their friends and do what you're supposed to do is entering this, this walk on the earth that we have. And um, well, and I think well, that... Uh, that Andy, we're doing that right now. We're doing that now. We are. Hey, listen, we're on the radio. Show. You know, we're on radio. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, yeah. A lot has happened here uh, as we, you know, broke news. Well, we didn't break it, but we talked about it. News was breaking as we were speaking on a Wednesday show regarding the, the attempted coup, if you want to call it that, uh, mm-hmm. by these, uh, these uh, Trumpy thug terrorists, domestic terrorists that tried to overtake the, the Capitol building on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but right now where we stand is, uh, you know, there's been some immediate action uh, calling for uh, the removal of the president of the United States from office, thinking he's yes. totally gone berserk. He's crazy, you know, but, you know, it, it would be something, well, here's what happened. They, Mike Pence, the vice president has to, or, or launch the process that would uh, call for the 25th amendment to be evoked or which, which is the removal of the president of the United States by the vice president, his cabinet, and then it goes to Congress. But that's how, that's the process. And usually the process is only been enacted in the past, um, when a president has a colonoscopy or he's sitting and listening to the Andy and Amanda show when he can't fulfill his duties as president. Of course, yeah. Um, of course. You know, you know, <laughs> and in which case they evoke the 25th Amendment. Um, yeah. 
they probably invoke it on us a billion times. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, the um, so that uh, Mike Pence never answered Pelosi or uh, Schumer, the uh, who, was, who will be the new um, uh, leader of the Senate. Um, they never responded. He never responded to their calls. So the only other option is to impeach the president again. And, um, you know, it, it's something if, if we can believe that the House can get together in a lightning fast pace to impeach Donald Trump. Um, do you think I wonder I wonder if the Republicans this time around, as they didn't do last time in the Senate, would see the light and say, you know what? This time we're going to vote to convict and remove. Yes. I'm, I'm tending to think maybe so, as best I can tell. President Trump thinks Wednesday was a win for him. He thought Wednesday was, was one of his victories, pulled off a violent armed insurrection attacking the U.S. Capitol. And then they all just walked away to go tell their war stories about it and brag, you know, brag about it to their friends and whoever else. Um, yeah. The president offended some of the more norms respecting members of his party, maybe, but he, I would assume, loves that. You know, he, he's, you know, it, I, I think he's not out to, obviously, he's displayed that he's not out there to win everybody to his side. He's mm-hmm. out to destroy the norms of democratic governance so they don't exist anymore, so he can run the country without them. Yeah. The more he and his movement make enemies out of those who will still respect democratic norms, the clearer the light is for Donald Trump. Yeah. You know, after the rioting and the attack on the Capitol on Wednesday, eight Republican senators on Wednesday night when they came back in and convened after that whole catastrophe, Hmm. still eight voted to defy the results of the presidential election and continue nursing and stroking this fantasy grievance that Joe Biden didn't really win the election and somehow Trump must still be declared the winner. Eight Republican senators. Wow. As, and a huge majority of the, of the Republicans in the House still. And this is after the, 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 the whole um, – the protesters rioted, or they cleared everybody out, and they returned to the to the Capitol and continued business. So this is after this all happened. Of course, we know that several senators changed their mind and and said, "No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. You know, go ahead. Let's let's put this thing through. Let's let's put Biden in." But eight Republican senators playing that game. You know, to probably thinking somehow they'll attach themselves to that strong Trump base. Yeah. Um, so what it really means is that Republicans in the House voted. For the conspiracy theory and the grievance by nearly two to one margin, including the number one and number two House Republicans, Kevin McCarthy and Representative Scalise. Wednesday right. was a win. Wednesday was a win for yeah. a violent insurrection that is now the apex of the Republican Party. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. The biggest disappointment for the president's supporters appears to be the fear of missing out. Regret that they weren't there if they weren't there. Regret that they didn't go further if they were. Regret right. that they didn't do similar damage in other parts of the country. Yeah. Did you guys know? Did you guys know um, that there was a there were bombs found outside? Yeah. The yeah. They were found outside. The real ones? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They said it was yeah, yeah. a van or a truck or something like that, Andy. Hmm. Say what? It was in a van. They say it was in a van or a truck. They caught it. 
just outside of Dublin, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. And, the, and not only that, there was a bomb threat thrown into the Michigan State House. The Republican, I have, here's my list, okay, there was a bomb, this all yeah. happened on Wednesday. There was a bomb threat phoned into the Michigan State House. Republican Governor of Utah had his staff evacuated from the State House. Their Secretary of State in Georgia and his staff had to be evacuated from the Georgia State Capitol. Uh, oh, and there, there, if you remember, I just I saw this on the I forget what I saw this, but I, I saw a picture of this. They rolled out a guillotine amid an armed protest in the state capitol in the, in the Phoenix, Arizona. A guillotine. In Kansas, wow. they stormed the rotunda at their own state capitol and said they'd be back with and and fully armed this weekend. The Washington governor's residence had its gates broken down, and the ground stormed by armed men. State police were on the scene there to try to, to, qual- to calm that. Wow. And here's the weird thing. They chose not to arrest any of those people, even after they broke down the gates, because they didn't want to upset anybody. Are you serious? Oh. That, I'm sorry. But, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's nutsy. Um, and those bombs, you know, they were real bombs. They were not hoax devices. Somebody planted in there, those bombs there, to, to harm or kill people and create damage. And, the, and these, wow. these, are the, these are the people who are out there that make America great again. Not all of them. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're all bad people, but this is, this no, is the representation of, of that group. Yeah. Of course, there's uh, – wait, what, what should I say? Uh, wait, there are fine people on, on both sides. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's it's mind-blowing, Andy, to, to see these events uh, taking place and how easily people are convinced um, by certain things they believe to be true. Um, you know, and, and I know that there is truth in a lot of things, but I'm not going to say that these people are wrong. I'm not going to say that they're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not right to... Um, bring violence about and certainly not right to to go around with bombs and things like that you know it's very dangerous and and disrespectful and and what do these people what do these people expect to create to create and promote destruction and violence Mm. Mm -hmm. you you protest by how you demonstrate and protest by having discussions, as we do on this show and other people on other shows, obviously a lot more grand and bigger than we are, but you, you do this by having discussions, by putting, by putting opinions out there and, and debating. And, and lastly, but most importantly, when it's election time, you go to the polls. That's how these yeah. things are, are determined. Yeah. That's how these things happen, not, not, not by demonstrating and protesting. And, and you know, five people died. Wednesday, yeah. that woman who was shot and four others. Do you know a, a Capitol policeman died last night? Killed yes, I heard that. Injuries. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 51, so 54 years old. So been with the, been with the uh, uh, Capitol Police, I think, eight years. Um, wow. Unbelievable. You know, one of the lawyers who filed pro-Trump lawsuits, you know, the 60 lawsuits that he lost, um, one of those lawyers who filed pro-Trump lawsuits after the election in the state of Georgia is now calling for Vice President Mike Pence to be the first one before the firing squad because he didn't uh, hold up for and stand up for Trump at the uh, congressional uh, ceremony. Right. Mike Pence would be the first one before the firing squad, quote, unquote. Wow. You, you know, if the point of, of an authoritarian, you know, if a dictatorship type of seizure is to get rid of democratic norms and restrictions so that the country isn't governed by them anymore – 
so that leaders aren't restrained by them anymore, to clear the way for the claiming and indefinite holding of power shortly by force. What about once they didn't prove it to be a successful dry run for them? It was a win. Yeah. It was a win. Wow. What are the consequences for them? Yes. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm still at a loss for words. I really am. I think, Amanda, I think all three of us are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, let's face it. We knew there was going to be some trouble, right? I mean, Trump was yeah. going to leave quietly and it was going to stir a lot. You could see that his followers were getting more and more aggravated. And the more Trump was pushing it, the more people were uh, snapping and responding. So, yeah, we saw something happening, but I didn't think it would ever be like it was. I mean, that's just, uh, wow. Like, like Mike I mean, Tyson like yeah. would say, it's ludicrous. <laughs> it is it's, ludicrous. <laughs> I, I got I to get that, put it in our arsenal of, of, of uh, yeah, I, I need that. That's, that's like, yeah, I like that one. That's like, I'd rather it be a woman. That's my favorite. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It's ludicrous. I mean, it's ludicrous. I'm getting to know you so well. That as, as I said the other day, we we were talking in our in our in our post show wrap up. We were talking that you know we're getting so familiar with all these little things we play that we probably don't need to actually play them. We can probably just say them now. You know. Yeah. 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 You know, Except that what one I say song. Is, yes. What I say yes. is what I say. Yes. <laughs> but it is what it is. What about China? What. <laughs> Yes, what about China? TikTok. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they are I great. Would, I would sing that song, but I don't <laughs> No, no, come out, don't. don't. I <laughs> promise <laughs> I won't. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I love know, the song. I love the song. It's just, wow. <laughs> yeah, we get some cool songs. I get some kind of neat renditions of some tunes coming up a little bit later on the show. Uh, do you know that Senator Josh Haley and Senator Ted Cruz led the thing in the Senate, led this whole go. And I don't know if you folks have seen the picture of, of uh, Holly uh, with, you know, with his fist up, you know, kind of rallying on the, the protesters as he crossed in front of the Capitol on Wednesday. You know, it's just a picture of him. You've got to find it, Josh Holly with his fist up in the air. It's unbelievable. Okay. They're real contenders now. I'm telling you, man, they're right, you know, they're, they're right on the way. They keep carrying the torch to promote the big lie about the election, even amid the dead bodies at the Capitol at the, at the same time. You know, that day, you know, five people died, but sure, you yeah. know, some police, uh, oh, and, and uh, oh, finally, some of the sergeant at arms, the head of the Capitol Police, were, they resigned or they would have been fired. Um, so there's that, you know, there's that. The New York Times reported, uh, you know, I think uh, Wednesday night or Thursday morning, um, that White House aides believe, no, this is Wednesday night, the Times reported that White House aides believe the president appeared to be enjoying the television footage of the attack. Wednesday while it was underway. You liked it? It was yes. a good thing for him. It was a good you know, success for, for Donald Trump. I saw a FBI's um, tweet on Twitter um, saying about, you know, if anybody knows anything to do with uh, the storming, um, you know, the corporates involved who instigated it all, then to, you know, mm-hmm. pass on any information. And I thought, this is going to blow up right in your face because, one, you're posting it on social media where everybody would just rip into you anyway and send you whatever they want. That's going to be a headache for the FBI. But they did send some things um, saying, uh, with pictures of uh, Donald Trump saying, yeah, this is the man you want. And um, other people were just 
saying, you know, okay, check these people out. They're uploading photos. There was this one guy who was amongst the storming troops that call them the stormtroopers. Let's call them the stormtroopers. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, I think he was dressed in some sort of um, outfit with like horns on, and, and, and you've probably seen that image or even footage. Mm, yeah. But they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. yeah, they put that one forward and some other people as well. And I'm sure they showed. Uh, images of people and video clips of partying whilst all that was going on. Mm. I find that intriguing, and I just, I, yeah, and also shocking. I mean, partying while that's going on, that's just, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And I think the way think Trump, just, sorry, darling. Yeah. No, I think ahead. the way, I think the way Trump came back with um, his comments are just not serious. Like he wasn't taking it serious enough. You know, he was he was saying that these people were wrong to do it, but yet he's not taking responsibility for, you know, stoking the fire. To, it's like, to create it's like he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it's no, like you're oh, right. well, they're you're to blame, right. but I'm not to blame. Uh, to <laughs> me, it sounded like he was abandoning his 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 followers. You know, we haven't heard from Mary Trump in a while. His uh, his niece. We're going to play a clip we put together. Some of her thoughts um, on on her uncle. And before we do so, and I'll let our listeners know for those who might not know that Mary Trump is in fact a clinical licensed psychologist. And yeah. not only does she have a nice sense of who her uncle is as a clinical professional, as a psychologist, but also as as his niece. So uh, we haven't played a clip from Mary Trump in quite a while. We haven't really heard from her in the news much. Uh, of course, she had that book out um, about her uncle uh, a few months back. But let's uh, let's take a listen to to Mary Trump here. Um, part, I I think the the biggest problem right now is that this is being allowed to happen. Um, the fact that he's freaking out, and I'll get to why in a second, but it shouldn't be relevant. You know, as soon as this election was called, he should have been sidelined. He should have been muzzled. You know, every single response, well, hmm. I was going to say responsible and Republican in the same sentence, and I realized that I can't do that. Um, you know, from Mitch McConnell all down, they should have accepted that Joe Biden was the legitimately elected president of the United States. And, you know, yes, Donald would have continued to incite his base, but it wouldn't go anywhere because it, nobody else in power would have been giving it any energy. Instead, right. we have 12 sitting senators who are perfectly willing to commit sedition to overturn the results of a legitimate election and 140 Congress people. So we're in extraordinarily dangerous territory. As for why, Donald, first of all, the idea of losing is anathema to him. Um, as far as my grandfather was concerned, the worst thing you could be was a loser. And, you know, whenever Donald talks about how great he is, he's talking to his audience of one, which is my grandfather. His, my, his father looms very large for Donald. Um, and everything he does is out of fear. So um, throughout the course of his life, he's actually never won anything legitimately, including the last election, but he's always been able to buy cheat or steal his way to the win because it doesn't matter how you win. It just matters that you win, even if it's a win with an asterisk next to it. He can't do this this time around, you know, uh, and he tried. 
We need to be really clear about that. He's been cheating to steal this election since the summer by claiming that if Biden won, it was rigged, by telling people not to trust the post office or mail-in ballots during a pandemic. Um, so, And he still lost, which is one of the reasons he's freaking out, because he tried so hard. He also knows what's facing him once he loses the power and the protection of the Oval Office. So, um, And are you talking about criminal indictments? I'm talking about several lawsuits which um, implicate him criminally uh, or put him at risk financially. Um, I'm talking about uh, the fact that banks are going to start calling in his debt, his hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in debt. And yeah, I'm also talking about criminal charges at the state level from which he can't be pardoned. So he's a very desperate man. And um, to me, the, the greatest tragedies here are this was totally avoidable. He never should have been um, empowered to create the kind of chaos and sow the kind of division he's sown in the last two months or 700 years. I'm not really sure. I think it's two months, but it's, like, it's really hard to tell. Um, and what happened today should absolutely never have been allowed to happen, and one of the things that I find so worrisome about what happened today is, first of all, Donald feels even more empowered because he's got all of these people in Congress basically saying, we've got your back, do whatever you want to do. And it's, you know, I don't know for a fact, I don't want to seem conspiratorial, but where was the police presence? We knew this was going to happen. We knew that his followers were going to descend upon D.C., hotels closed to avoid any conflict. And yet a bunch of thugs, a bunch of insurrectionists were essentially escorted into the Capitol building to put our congresspeople at risk. It's insane. How did this happen? That given all of the warning signs we had, given how peaceful Black Lives Matter protesters were treated under wildly different and much less threatening circumstances. In fact, those circumstances weren't threatening at all. It's a little odd. On the one case, we have people, peaceful protesters um, protesting for their rights to not to be murdered by police officers in America who were shot at with rubber bullets who were buzzed by helicopters and who had tear gas canisters launched at them. Today, we have people descending upon the cat openly stating that they are going to try to prevent the peaceful transfer of power and literally nothing happens. And that, and that's, you know, what, what she said, um, you know, right. You know, she holds true. How, how did it happen? How does that happen? I mean, it, it, for me, the, the the kind of questions she's asking, and it's so easy to label somebody as being a um, part mm-hmm. of a conspiracy theory when they they ask these type of questions. The same kind of thing happened with nine um, eleven. You know, yeah. how did the Pentagon allow such things to occur, especially the the attack on their building when you know they would have been well aware of what was happening. So it does make you question deeper why. There's got to be a reason why 
this has happened, why it's been allowed. And that's the disturbing part because nobody really wants to go there. We're more frightened than yeah, what that actually could there. be. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. two schools of thought. I've heard I've heard both and, and kind of I kind of gotta go wishy washy with my first. The first when I first this first started happening and they started going up the Capitol steps just before they actually started breaking into the Capitol. It occurred to me that if this were um, Black Lives Matter or similar uh, organization, um, there's, they wouldn't have been able to go anywhere near the Capitol. And that's, that's kind of, I had that flash in my mind, you know, that was like, whoa, how, how? you know, as, as Mary Trump said, you know, they were shot up with rubber bullets and arrested and so forth just for peacefully protesting. And you remember when, when, when Trump uh, sprayed very peaceful demonstrators with tear gas so he can walk across to St. John's Church and hold the Bible upside down yeah. for a photo op? And he, and he tear gassed these peaceful protesters from doing so. How did these people get up the Capitol steps? And, they, and if it were a, a Black Lives Matter type of peaceful demonstration, it wouldn't. It, it would have been hauled off to jail. How did yeah. that happen? Andy, so I, would, that, I, I think I think if it was Black Lives Matter, anybody else, but what just happened, it would have, they wouldn't then make it up. <laughs> it could no, have been no, any so, any nationality. Yeah. So so then we look at then we look at. You know, they would have had those, those, you know, 20 or 30, those blue jail buses lined up, and you would have seen a whole bunch of people with those plastic handcuffs, you know, plastic tie handcuffs, be, and, you know, led into these buses and hauled off to jail overnight if this were a Black Lives Matter type of, of program. And then, then I thought this, okay, it's not the same matter. In other words, we could say there's, there's injustice in the world. There's great injustice. This is a perfect depiction of that injustice. We know it's a problem. We've got to fix it. We've got to begin a remedy. It's not going to happen overnight. We know that. It's not new. But this is not that matter. This, this, is, this is United States citizens becoming domestic terrorists and trying to overtake our Congress, overtake our Capitol building. That's the matter at hand. So, so even though... You know, you know what I mean? So I'm torn between well, do, how much of a discussion should we have that, well, if these were, if these were uh, black Americans, they wouldn't have been able to do it, and that's not fair, and blah, blah, blah. But is that the real conversation? Or, or is the conversation, what is at hand right now? Yeah. Here's the matter. Not the previous, not, we know that already. We know there's great injustice in, in, the, in the United States and in the world. We, we know that. And we, we got to all, as, as people who share this planet, we've got to do something about it. We yeah. can't talk about it. We've got to do something about it. We know that. So how much time can we talk and how much conversation can we have in addressing, uh, well, if this were BLM, they wouldn't be able to do it. Well, we, yeah, okay. You're right. You wouldn't. That's not the matter at hand. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. torn. So you guys help me. What, how, how much conversation do we have regarding this? As concerned citizens of the world and of, of the United States, how much of a conversation do we have? Well, if it were BLM, they wouldn't get, be able to do with it. Well, where is the power to move ahead? How is that empowering conversation to move ahead? We know I, that's I, an issue. We know we, we got it. We, we know that. We know it. Uh, is is <clears throat> to me. Well, I would I would say stop stop listening to the media. Stop listening to the music. What? I mean, the beat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you on the next show. No. Yeah. Stop listening to the media, but you can listen to the us. media. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, 
I'm the, Except the Andy and Amanda show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In answer to that question, sweetheart, um, I really don't know how to answer that. Honestly, I really don't know how to answer yeah. that. Let me ask you guys uh, a question. Do y'all think the media have something to do with this? Putting, putting no. like a battery pack on it? Well, no, no, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Yes. I, I actually bring a 180 on that. No, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, <what> for, <laughs> yeah, uh, the answer is yes. And yeah, some things you can edit the stuff and put stuff in the media and make it look bad and make it look in it. No, 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 no. If, if you look at, if you look at the Fox news the Sean Hannity's, the, 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 uh, you know, those, those conservative media news talk shows that you hear on the AM radio, um, yeah. you know, who feed, who feed the, the Republican base and the hardcore Trump supporters, yeah. these conspiracy theories and make them this, and, and they're on the radio. And their voices, and they have responsibility, and yet they feed the public these lies. Yeah. They feed them. You're saying. Yeah. Like animals in the zoo, and here's your steak. Yeah. And they, I'll get and more. They, I got more steak. You like that one? Here's another one. And they're going to keep jumping but it's for it, all, too. It's all based on lies. Yeah. So where's the responsibilities? Oh, I stand corrected. I said I reversed my opinion on that. Um, yes, you're right. I, I do think so. I, I agree with you. I do think that the media had a, had a big hand in this. Because if it weren't for the media, how would Donald Trump have been able to continue propagating his bullshit about the election being stolen? It was not stolen. We know it was not stolen. But he, he said that months and months and months in advance before the election ever was when he started seeing his numbers not faring out so well and all the polls not faring out so well that we've talked about on the show for so many months leading up to the election. So he saw these numbers. He said, oh, yo, they're going to steal this thing. They're going to steal this thing. And then, and then his, his, his political pundits and, their, and his right-wing media allies, his best friend on Fox News, Sean Hannity, gets on there and starts saying, uh, the Democrats are going to steal the election. They are? Oh, oh, Martha, did you hear that? The Democrats, are, how are they going to steal it? I don't know. Let's tune in and listen. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're gonna and then the election happens. Trump loses. And guess what? See, Trump was right. They stole the election. This wasn't fair. This wasn't fair. Hey, Trump said it all along. But what if what he said all along, folks, was a lie. It wasn't real. It was a story. It's fiction. It's made up. Never happened. Lost 60 court cases. 60. The Supreme Court, every court in the land, every state's attorney general, 80 million voters who voted for Joe Biden. It didn't mean anything? What? What? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to fly off the handle, folks. I just, I'm just so. Bad. No, 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 yeah. no Andy. You're this is what our show is about. We stay fact. You've got to be passionate about how you yeah. feel, and don't be afraid to do that, Andy. I mean, I mean, I know I sit here in silence some of the time. For me, I register a lot of um, what you're saying. I think on what you're saying because it stirs up a lot in me too, and you know, I think it. Another root problem is the way. Uh, politicians um, put across their truths. They they don't answer certain questions. What they do instead is they give you a truth and then they answer that question with a different truth and they call that paltering. And um, a lot of psychologists will back that up that, you know, politicians don't spray it with the news, not the weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a common term and that's exactly what happens. And unfortunately, because questions are not answered, it then leads the, the media to go on a frenzy. It then leads people to 
have all sorts of questions pop up because they haven't got their answer. And then all this confusion starts building. It's like a tumbleweed that just grows and grows and grows and just keeps on moving. Or, or, or a snowball, if you want, from a mountain and just builds up all that snow until it becomes this massive ball that you just can't escape. And this avalanche, you know, happens and they inspire out of control. And I think the whole politicians responsible as well, not just the media. Yeah. I understand yeah, that yeah. Yeah. Imagine if the media, after Donald Trump said the election is going to be stolen, if they said Donald Trump today said the media, the election is going to be stolen, we'll be yeah. right along. Yeah. yeah. And then you got Rudy Giuliani out there, you know, with his far, far-reaching yeah. conspiracy theories. He's giving a press conference in front of a dildo shop in Northeast Philadelphia, <laughs> saying with, with with oil leaking out of his ears, um, you know. Um, <laughs> Only on Amanda and Andy. Andy and Amanda. And then, then you got then you got Trump. You know, he has a rally. Next thing you do is he's dancing the YMCA. The next day he's off playing golf, and you know, three hundred fifty thousand people are dropping dead. And there's the president. What's he care about? Not about us. Not, <laughs> not about his followers. Not, not even about his pals or vice president. Yeah. You say, yeah. You know, if, if Pence doesn't do this for us, I'm not going to like him too much. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> and how, do, how does the population of this country and those in the world who sympathize with that population follow this and believe this to- total hypocrisy, this total bullshit? How do, how do, yeah. how do they do it? Where, where does that come from? Where does the psychology come from? Is yeah. it uneducation? Is it undereducation? Is it people never went to school? And to learn how to critically and analytically think and, 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 and investigate what might be true and what might not be true? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's lack of education. I don't know. You know I yeah. Don't know. The list goes on. The list goes on. Yeah. It does. Yeah. The, the I get goes, you, uh, Andy. I get you. Yeah. We're going to yep, hear yep. from um, from Jane Kim, who's NBC fact checker, makes her makes her living doing some fact checking, and we're going to hear just a short clip of, uh, of things we've been talking about and see what she has to say about them. And you can't even read the actual law that governs everything that will happen tomorrow. And they said, you know what? No one ever intended the vice president to be kingmaker, and it's just not going to happen. And at the end of the day, I think the, the law is in charge. I mean, Mike Pence does not want to be go down in history as the guy who, who started a coup for Donald Trump that he knows will fail. You know, it's, it's just it's not going to go anywhere. And I think Mike Pence knows it, and we think Donald Trump knows it as well. I think that he's, this is a last-ditch effort because you saw Donald Trump going to court after court with failing efforts. There was one in the D.C. court by some Trump allies this week, and the judge said, Wrong court, wrong, no standing, and you didn't even read the Constitution. I mean, this is, we are grasping at straws. Yes, and it just occurred to me while we were listening to, uh, to, to Jane Kim, this is what just occurred to me. Donald Trump is an unindicted co-conspirator in the state of New York regarding the, uh, the Stormy Daniels, the Cohen uh, $130,000 payoff. Yeah, Stormy Daniels. He's actually listed as an unindicted co-conspirator, and the reason why he cannot be indicted, and the reason why the Mueller report stand stood away from anything having to do with coming out and saying he abuses power and anything to do with he should be indicted, is because he, Mueller was instructed he couldn't, because mm-hmm. he's protected by the Oval Office. When he's no longer protected by the Oval Office, he's Mr. Trump, and he's subject to the same. 
laws and prosecution potential breaking those laws that anybody else is. Mm-hmm. So yes. this is a guy that might be and probably is thinking not only is he going to lose his presidency, but on January 21st, they can come get him, put him in handcuff, handcuffs. They can indict him. Not that they will. So, Andy, you right? saying at 11.59 p.m. at 12? <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, Joe Biden. Joe Biden minutes after 11.59 p.m. when he hit 12. <laughs> Joe Biden becomes a president on January 20th, which happens to be uh, the day of our show at noon. Yes. So why don't we do this on January 20th? We normally would go on at five or five thirty, whatever time we choose. I guess on that day, um, at that specific time, folks. So that obviously changed depending where you're at in the world. Um, why don't we do a uh, uh, a show on? Yeah, we should. We're definitely going to cover the inauguration on the on the twentieth. We're definitely going to. Well, Andy, that. but what about China? What about China? Hey, who wants for some music? Yes. I'm up for it. Bring it. Me too. We have had on on Wednesday had a preview of our new segment on our show um, called Stevens. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> a new segment called, called the Stevens uh, Indie uh, Artist Showcase. Something like just, that. Sorry, yeah. it <laughs> so it's a segment within our own show. Uh, and we're going to um, – Steve had prepared that for today, but he – he it was you know on Wednesday's lineup, so we played it Wednesday with – he promised that we were going to play it at the scheduled time today. So uh, let's go ahead and do that. Uh, um, uh, Steven's song picks – it's his segment of the show, and I, I made homemade – oh, I made homemade vegetarian chili in my Ninja Foodie, which I got to tell you guys about. Oh, my God. Ooh. Amanda, did you know I was a cook? It. Andy, that that looked oh man, that looked wonderful. I was thinking about some hot dog rolls and pour it pour, pour it in the hot dog roll and eat it. I, I made in a slow cooker. I got gabonzo beans, kidney beans, chili beans, baked beans, black beans, black bean soup, this bean, that bean, every bean. <laughs> <laughs> and and a whole bunch of other <laughs> A whole bunch of other ingredients, and I poured them all in a slow cooker and came out with the most incredible vegetarian chili. Anyway, wow. so uh, I'm going to go have some more, and, and while I'm doing that, we're going to hear some great music by some great unsigned artists uh, presented by Stephen J. Josephs. Here we go. Good evening. I'm Stephen D. Joseph, right here on the Andy and Amanda Show. Welcome to my segment called Stephen's Song Picks. This is where you will hear best music you've never heard. I'm here to change all that, to bring you hand-picked, top-quality songwriters from all over the U.S. right here on the Andy and Amanda Show. First up, we have from Philadelphia, Mr. Phyllis Chappelle. Phyllis is an amazing singer of jazz and world music, a guitarist, a performer. Here she is performing her song, Vulnerability. (laughs) 
That was Phyllis Chappelle singing her song, Vulnerability. You can find Phyllis on Facebook. Phyllis Chappelle. Chappelle spelled C-H-A-P-E-L-L. Up next, a very fascinating songwriter, maybe a bit reminiscent of October Project's Mary Fall. This is Sharon Bosquet singing her song, We All Fall Down.
I was Sharon Busquet singing her song, We All Fall Down. You can find Sharon on Facebook, spelling her name Sharon, last name B-O-U-S-Q-U-E-T. You're listening to Stephen's Song Picks, where we feature the best music you've never heard. Until next week, always look for the silver lining. And that was our first in every Friday series of Steve's Unsigned Artist Song Picks. If you would like to be included in that show... Uh, for right now, just send the uh, send your MP3 files. If you are not signed to a label, you don't if you don't you know if you want music to be heard, we got to listen to it. But if you want your music to be heard, uh, send it right now to just for now. This is going to change down the road, but for now, just send it to the Andy and Amanda Show at gmail dot com. Uh, on to Steve, and uh, we'll put in a good word for you. You know what I mean? If you want to get your you music heard on our show. Andy, does and that mean over the U.S. or does that mean other countries as well? No, the the, the over where you are, Amanda. I know you're you're very much tied into the singer songwriter and the composing artist scene there in the U.K. for as much as you can be right now during COVID. But yes, yeah. spread the word there, and we do have a, a, we'll do. a good chunk of listeners in the U.K. Yeah. So I'm talking to you folks there right now. <laughs> send us an email of your songs. Send, send it to us. Hey, yes, we have Chet. Does. Chet is back with us. He's been so patient here. I just noticed I got a blue light saying Chet's been on the line. Let me cue Chet in here. Welcome back on the show. There he is. Straight from Honolulu. 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 Chet is. <laughs> Chet yes, is next yes. to me. He's so patient. How are we doing? <laughs> How's it going in Hawaii? Uh, well, it's 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 getting dark, or darker, uh, it, 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 and cool, cold. Very cold, very cold. It was like 62 no, really? at some point. Yeah. 62. I was freezing. Wow. How you doing? I wanted to get the mucklucks and the mittens and everything on. and Yeah, it was pretty, pretty, pretty brutal. brutal How you brutal. doing? You okay? I'm okay. Yeah. 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 Got our, cool. our COVID cases are climbing, uh, really? which is to be expected after New Year's. Of course, uh, yeah. Wow. All the people lowering their guard. We're we're losing somebody every eight minutes here just in Los Angeles. Just in Los Angeles, every eight minutes. There are no no hospital beds. People are dying for unrelated, uh, you know, illnesses not related to COVID, stroke, heart attack, whatever, accidents, falls, who would normally be taken to a hospital and treated in ICU, and there's no beds. So people have been dying in ambulances while while they're driving around trying to find a place to take a patient. It's a mess. And they, they've issued a stay-at-home order. I mean, what, what? I thought we were already in the state. I haven't done a damn thing. I thought we already had a stay-at-home order, and yeah. they issued another state. They're saying don't do anything, like don't breathe, like don't leave your house except for essentials. If you need to go out, do not go I, out. I never and, got that. They don't want anybody else to go. They they don't want nobody else to go out, but the essential. I mean, the um, essential workers have to go out. Isn't they human beings mm-hmm. also? Are they <laughs> yeah. beings? Do they eat a lot of beans? What? Do they eat a lot of beans? No. Those essential workers got to keep those liquor stores open. Human beings. Eat a lot of beans? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I was listening to you talking about that chili, and and I was thinking I would really wouldn't would 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 avoid that neighborhood for a little while. 
until the, the <laughs> gases waft away. I was also wondering where do you where do you buy your vegetarian meat? I don't get any vegetarian meat. This is all beans. Beans. Oh, I thought you made your chili out of vegetarians. <laughs> vegetarian <laughs> human beans. Veg- vegetarian beans. Vegetarian beans. human beans. <laughs> you know, um, but I'll tell you, I still have. I wish I'd be. I have a lot of leftovers, man. I, you know, wish I. It's really good. You know, it's really good. And my mother told me this. She said, "You know what? You really." That really Uh-oh. does it. It's really good. What? Sour cream and some French bread and, of course, applesauce. I eat every meal with applesauce. Oh, man. If, if, there's, if there's not apples on the table when I sit down for a meal, I get up to the table, I go to the store and buy it. Seriously? Really? really? Wow. Yeah, I've done that. I, I've, I've sat at the table, family dinner. If there's no applesauce, I'll be right back. I go to the store and buy some. Yep. Oh, you little soul. I thought you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what. I have the same with applesauce. Every meal. Wow. Every meal. That's how wow. I feel about cranberry sauce, guys. You usually really? hear that about ketchup, yeah. don't you? But yes. sauce and cranberry sauce. Oh, ketchup! Sauce. Yeah. Oh, I love ketchup. Yeah. I love yeah. ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here it comes. Watch out, Jeff. It's finally, 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 it's It's another night at Andy's house after vegetarian chili. I think after all that, I think the neighbors moved out. I think we need to warn the plumbers about this. You know, they yes. can you know go on strike when Andy posts up and says, "Sorry, my toilet's locked." Jeez. <laughs> they have their own little orchestra. He subscribed to Sound of the Month Club. Yeah, that's the one I was. That's the one I was looking for. That one right there. That last one. That, that's the one. Finally get to hear Andy exclusive new song out, guys. It's gonna be on Spotify. <laughs> that was probably the only master. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel better. Stop laughing. I hope so. I'm surprised you're still there after that. Oh, that came out of you. I'm surprised you're still alive. (laughs) Fat joke. Is it the bird of the plane? No, it's Andy on his beans. I'll feel better now. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm feeling that way. You know what I'm saying? Hey, 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 Andy, any more toilet? Are we clear? (laughs) Yes. Better now. Thank you. Much better. Any more toilet paper in the house? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nope, no more, no more toilet paper. Oh. 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 
big deal. We'll get some more. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, um, you know, we have a tune. Oh, we have a tune. Uh, we have a tune. This is the open mic portion of, of our show. This is the open mic Friday. Open mic Friday. We're going to hear a performer, uh, uh, Carly Mack. I, think, I can't read her writing here. Open mic performer, something Mack. Carly? Carlisle? Cooley? I don't know. Mack. With her acoustic rendition of none other than play that funky music white boy here on the Andy and Amanda show.
Great song. Man. Yeah, it's funny. I, I had a, a nine-piece backing band for, I'm going back 1999-2000, the Andy Kimball Express. We played a lot of concerts and shows, the TV shows, and toured a bit, and, and uh, had steady gigs at these big riverfront clubs in um, the River in Philadelphia. Hey, you cat me and do. I don't know if you remember. Oh, I no, that I remember that. Yes, yes. Yeah, we used to play there every Friday, Saturday night between the Trenton and the location. The Andy Kimball Express band, and, and uh, the reason why they brought us in was because I kind of play more poetical, schmetical, folky, bluesy, you know, some of the stuff more hard driving, but it's softer type of music. And they they had this one venue, uh, which drew a whole lot of people, big, big venue, big, you know, 2,500 to 3,000 people. Um, they had a smaller dinner area, and they'd bring in these very expensive, very well-known Philly cover club bands. And people couldn't hear themselves when they're eating dinner. So they don't plug them. And... Um, so they thought, you know, the promoter of the club, the guy the booking, has seen some of my solo acoustic shows. And um, they had him. I was actually touring. As a matter of fact, I was in L.A. playing some shows. And I went back to my hotel room, and the phone rang, and I picked it up. It was George Polgard. George, if you're listening back there in Philly, all the best to you, man. Um, anyway, uh, he called and said, Andy, we have a situation here at Katmandu, and we thought you're the guy who could solve it for us. And I'm a solo performer. I never played in a band, right? That's you know, outside of high school. So I said, what's up, George? He says, look, you know, we got this problem, which is just what I told you guys. We have, you know, it starts with a dinner crowd. And as the night gets, um, you know, dinner crowd leaves, the music, 3,000 seat, you know, meat market, you know, dance club, you know? And I'm like, well, George, I play, I play Kumbaya. You know, I'm like, where have all the flowers gone? What am, you know what I'm saying? He said, no, no, Andy, I see what you do. Get a band behind you. You can do this. I said, George, I don't have a band. He says, Andy, you're a professional. Get one. So I'm like, holy crap. I don't even know the first thing about a band. So I called a friend of mine who was a harp player who knew was more connected to the band, the, the, record, you know, the session guy scene, and he pulled some people together for me. And, and I thought, well, I want to go play this amazing, this amazing sound system and, and you know, that so take a lot of pictures in your head because this ain't happened again. Yeah. So we played one date and they had us come back and the, the owner was here the second time around and sure enough after our first set they called, said Andy the guy named Lance Silver was his name my goodness he said Lance what Silver wants to see you and he sit at this table way in the back and I went I thought he was going to fire me I thought that was it okay. and he said uh, Andy Kimball I'm like yeah he says sit down I sat down he says you know what do you know what Catman do is? I figured maybe he's going to tell me I'm playing the wrong kind of music. He said, I said, <laughs> no. He said, you are Catman do. It's not only your music, it's the flow and how you introduce it and the song selections and how you go from one tune to the next. And it's like perfect, man. And I'm like, because I was, we didn't even practice. I was just making up the stuff as it's going along. You, you know, yeah. Chet, you know how I do it. <laughs> yeah. Chet knows. Chris knows. That, so, that reminds me of. <laughs> That reminds me of my, my living for a few months back in 72, 73 was when I was playing with this wonderful partner, uh, Steffi Fuller from Chicago. She actually mm-hmm. knew Steve Goodman and, and John Prine and all those guys. And, and uh, we were playing Mooney's Irish Pub in North Beach uh, every Tuesday, Wednesday or Wednesday, Thursday. We were making enough money to cover my rent and 
car and gas and pizzas and all that sort of stuff. And uh, one day, Sean Mooney was there. And he, you know, beckoned us over and we stood next to him and said, oh, man, I love you guys. I just love you guys. You guys are way too good for this place. And then a week later, he fired us. Oh, what? Mm. Yeah. Mm. We were too good wow. for the place, I guess. Wow. I mean, just got that was, that's crazy. <laughs> this ended wow. up being, you know, the, George called me during the week and he said, uh, he said, Andy, I don't know, but Lance called me. He said, the gig is yours every Saturday night. Then they moved us to Fridays in Philly and Saturdays in Trenton. And I got a bunch of other shows as a result of that, including connections and radio shows and concerts and t- morning TV shows where the, you know, CBS put us up and, in the hotels, and I'm like, whoa, this is like, oh, my God. And, and we never – the only time we practiced was when we had to do a TV show when they said you have, like, four minutes and 27 seconds to do your song. And I'm like, uh, four minutes? Well, <laughs> Andy, do anything in four minutes and 27 seconds? <laughs> he can't even tune in that first knowledge of this. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but that's all we practiced really. And uh, so what happened was the band, as the night went on, and it was a dance club and, and you know, uh, we did play play the funky music at Brickhouse and Casey and the Sunshine Band and, and, and Hunky Dunk Woman. And I don't do this stuff. I mean, I had a Les Paul guitar and, you know, I had four guitars on stage and I, the band was really great. These guys were fabulous and uh, they know how to sing these tunes and they were great. And then it's almost like every once in a while they let me get up and do one during that set and I would play like a, an R&B version of Steamroller Blues or something, and then I'd sit back and strum the guitar some more. But I, I hand it to the band for really making And actually, even even my singer-songwriter shows with the band, uh, oh, it all to man. They, they were just, what a fabulous bunch of guys and what a fabulous bunch of talented musicians, and we still stay in touch now. And we had a reunion concert about 10 years ago that went real well, and we might even do some more. Who the hell knows what might happen down the road? But um, these guys are great, and, and just great people, too. You know, that makes all the difference in the world. And so what happened was, I had a music director, right? His name was Doc. He's just, you know, tall, he's kind of like Clarence Clements, you know, he's a real good looking tall black guy and a phenomenal bass player, amazing bass player. And he knew me real well. And so uh, it's almost like I think Chet, you know how you get to know a musician? Like I sent a song to Chet, he just, okay, he, here it is Andy and he, he nails it. He puts the bass in, puts the guitar, you just get to know, uh, musicians don't really need to meet except to the music and they'd be fine. You know what I mean? So, 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 um, so, Doc and I, you know, I'm sitting there introducing a song, and through my peripheral, peripheral vision, I'm seeing Doc signal to the band what song he thinks I'm going to play, or at least what key I'm going to be in for the next song, although he might not yeah. know the song. Yeah. Because we never, you know, the band had no idea what I was going to do. They're just, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I, okay. I, I played with a guy for 14 years, Jim Passard in San Francisco area. And uh, it got it got to the point where I could tell what the next song was from like three notes of noodling he would be doing on his guitar. And okay, I know yeah. what the next song is. I slap my capo yep. in the right place and be ready, yep. ready to go. <laughs> what I would do is is I'm That's one. Different. You know, we were talking about music, but I'm one who this is a performing artist um, who I I can't go. I shouldn't say I can't. I don't go, I don't 
this isn't who I am as a performing artist. I don't go into a venue and say, here's the song I wrote on my last album, except with some exception, obviously. Here's a song I wrote on my album, and here's how it goes. I, I feel the energy from the audience, the vibe in the room, the, 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 the emotion, mm-hmm. and whatever that is, I adjust my song to play to that, to make the audience part of, of what we're all doing here together. So yeah, last more. night, we may have played a song, Poetico Schmedico, Day we're playing at Derek Trucks with open slide ramming and Almond Brothers or the day before we played it like Bob Dylan folk music, you know, and they're like, That's not how you played it yesterday. <laughs> I know. <laughs> wow. I know. But anyway, so Doc and I, getting back to my story here, so Doc and I became and he was a music director and he'd bring musicians in out of the band if somebody couldn't make it, he'd be responsible for bringing a substitute keyboard player in or whatever. He did all that stuff. So Doc and I became real good friends. And and uh, and we got along real great. And I decided, you know what, Doc? You know, I've, I've got a whole solo tour. I want to start taking you out if, if it's okay with you. Why don't you join me on some of my solo dates? You know, I'll get you paid, blah, 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 blah. So Doc and I would be up at this folk club, maybe 70 or 80 people there. And we'd be talking about the night before we're playing Brick House and play that funky music. And today I'm playing, you know, an Andy Kimball folk song, Where My Love Lines or something like that. And um, so... What would happen is we'd start talking about the gig, and I'd say to the audience, do you want us to play play that fucking music, white boy? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Doc, he'd sing it. we break into it, just like that girl. we we break into his acoustic, unplugged versions of, like, a, a brick house and play yeah. that fucking music. And we had, we had such a fun time. It was so That's much amazing. fun. That's amazing. I miss those days. I mean, I, I miss performing all together, I must say. Uh, not that I'm not enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. I love doing the show. But but I really do miss being out there and, and you know. I can understand doing, that. I miss being yeah, an amazing you, energy. Being a musician, you always going on. I'm sorry, Amanda. No, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I was just saying that you know it must be an amazing energy and feeling to be part of something like that because you know the audience are so on it with you. They're feeling it with you. They're happy to see you doing what you you love best, and you know you're you're connected as one in that moment appreciating yeah. music for exactly what it is. And that's a beautiful it, thing. It, it's all about the music to me. It's not about, oh, here's an Andy Kimball song and here's how it goes. Yeah. This is about yeah. when I grew up and, and I met this girl or I, I did this and, and here's how this song. And, and I, I give, you know, song writers. I don't really, I've written songs and I've gotten some mileage some songs I've written. Probably not enough. But I'm not, I, don't, I can't sit down and I admire those who can just sit down and crank out a song and just, you know, who are wordsmiths, yeah. who just know how to maneuver the language and really hit your heart with, with, yeah. with not just the music, but their songs, you know, and I, yeah. you know, I'd be like, uh, I'm so happy the sky is blue today. La la la. <laughs> okay, <laughs> next. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> <my dude>. uh... <laughs> uh. Uh, uh, hey, uh, anybody knows how? Does anybody know how many times Ben Ben has folded? Ben Ben has folded. Some time. What's that band called? Ben Ben folds. He folded something. Huh? <laughs> What's that band called? Paper origami. <laughs> <laughs> ben what has Ben folded exactly? Ben Franklin and the Radicals. <laughs> <laughs> ben Ben's Ben's folded. Uh, is oh, movie? Ben fold Ben folds five. Ben 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 folds five. Okay. This is a song called. It's a song called Brick. It's not Brick House. I I was going to Brick House. I decided to just cut it at Brick by itself. Okay. So here's a song called 
Brick, because <laughs> we just played play the fucking music, and I was gonna do I was gonna do Brick House, and I decided no, just cut it at Brick. So here we go, Ben folds five Brick. Yeah. 
wish, and I guess men sometimes don't know what to say. It will be a woman. <laughs> Not even the sex so much, but, you know, there are days when you just don't want to go to work. COVID, 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 COVID. By the way, on November 4th, you won't hear about it anymore. <laughs> Did anybody notice what happened Wednesday night? Oh. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. Mm. Oh, uh, shut up and drink your gin! <laughs> you said drink your what? Gin, I think. Chin. <laughs> shut up and drink your drink chin! Your chin. Oh, chin. <laughs> chin. Chin, chin. Oh, Will you release any of your tax returns for the public to scrutinize? Well, we're working on that now. Very big returns, as you know, and I have everything all approved and very beautiful, and we'll be working on that over the next period of time. But we're working on it right now, and at the appropriate time, you'll be very satisfied. Maybe able to help you grow your balls. In the next three, four months, we're working on it very hard, and uh, they'll be very good. The tax returns at, a, at the appropriate time. There's no rush at the appropriate time. I will absolutely give my return, but I'm being audited now for two or three years. So I can't do it until the audit is finished, obviously, and I think people would understand that. And then his scrunched up face and tight breathing tells you he's climaxing. Obviously, if I'm being audited, I'm not going to release a return. As soon as the audit is done, I love it. Do you believe voters have a right to see your tax returns before they make a final decision? I think they do, but I, I do say this. Follow the yellow brick rules. Uh, I will really gladly give them when the audit ends. I'm going to present them. That should be before the election. I hope it's before the election. And when the audit's complete, I'll release my returns. I don't know when that's going to be, but when the audit is complete, I'll release my returns. I have no problem with it. It doesn't matter. Then it's all over. I will release my tax returns against my lawyer's wishes. When it is time to say once and for all, the president is never going to release his tax returns. Stay out of this, Glinda, or I'll fix you as well. Um, we'll have to get back here now. Trump and, and the White House will not even give us a copy of the audit letter, an innocuous document. So I don't think there's any reason to believe Donald Trump is actually under audit if they won't produce audit letters. For the record, nothing prevents individuals from sharing their own tax re re uh, returns, even while under audit by the IRS. Mr. Cohen, do you know whether President Trump's tax returns were really under audit by the IRS in 2016? Follow the yellow big road. To be clear, you believe Democrats will never see the president's tax returns. Oh, no, never. No, nor should they. But if you didn't see the tax returns, you'd think there's almost like something wrong. What's wrong? We Whatever. You know what you were screaming. He like leaning for and going like, oh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much, Anton. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Anton. Chris Donald has been is quite privileged, I think. I think Very. he might be oh on my oh my we're caught in a trap audit oh, ah! I can't walk out because I love you Elvis. too much baby too much baby please Elvis we should just have to believe you just did the 
playing this song over and over again. <laughs> you know, it's... Um, oh, hey, Doc, give me a couple of the purple ones. <laughs> what a song. Remember to tell me the caller who called up and sang along? Yes. Orange, California, or somewhere down there. Remember that? Yeah, lovely lady. Yeah. Hey, Susie, if you're out listening to the show, don't be shy. 515-605-9888. We want to hear some more. <laughs> anyway, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Elvis. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Elvis. <laughs> that was from his punch period. It, oh. Oh. In the, when he grew the paunch and lived in uh, lived in Vegas. Mm. Mm. It depends. Sometimes it can be a quickie. Uh, most of the time, women do need a longer time to um, have foreplay, and a longer time before they reach actually an orgasm. So it depends on the person. Sometimes years. <laughs> Could take a long time. Hey, folks, get your questions to us, Andy and Amanda, at gmail.com. We're going to have the – see, Amanda. Amanda's name is Amanda Love. Amanda Love. Thank you, sweetheart. Yes, it is. <laughs> Amanda Love. And you can look her up. She's got great music out there. Amanda Love. But what mm-hmm. else many people did not know is that she's also a love and sex expert. So what we decided <laughs> to do with that name – is we're going to actually be, Amanda's be corner. hosting. Yes, thank you. We're going to be hosting the the Andy and Amanda Love um, <laughs> intimate relationship show, where you get to call and ask us and, and tell us about the issues that you're having, you know, however intimate they might be, and we'll try to sure. help you through them. Sure. We're going to try to help you. Yeah, we are. We're doing and our stay best. Stay tuned for that show. We're going to give you. It might be one. I think it might be one. Well, we'll let you know for sure. But stay tuned to this show. And we'll give you uh, more info. But in the meantime, and you, you know, the same phone number, 515-888. But in the meantime, if you want to start prepping some questions, what you might have for Amanda and myself, not that I'm as much of an expert as Amanda, but, you know, I'm a bit. I'm okay. I've been there. I've been on the block a few times. You know, I've, I've been there. You know, I might not ever come back, but I've been there. You know, you know I'm not quite sure how to take that, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> The FDA requires that we make an announcement not to take any other advice. Yes, five one five six one five nine eight eight. But also, email email your your questions um, and your concerns <clears throat> and your issues that you may be having with your intimate life, and we will uh, fix them for you. We will fix Andy them. and Amanda at gspot dot com. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great email. I, we might have to make that up. Uh, I'm sure many people will be hitting that up, darling. It's, email it's probably going to be our most. It's probably going to be our most popular show that we do. I bet that's going to be you watch. Well, I, yeah. And, Amanda, I'm wondering if that would make more sense to do. You know, because what we got to realize, folks, Amanda, and we say this on our website, but I just want to people know, Amanda is in the UK. This is live. This is live radio. She is right now. What time? It's right now. Saturday morning. Hey, welcome to the weekend. Yeah. The Andy and Amanda show. 3 uh, 4 a.m. It's 4 a.m.? 
3.04 a.m., darling. 3.04 a.m. So, yeah. so, which is, hey, so I have a question for you. Are you ready for yes. it? I, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing myself, Andy. <laughs> I'm preparing myself. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Okay, um, shoot. She says no. <laughs> She's got her hands over her ears. I can imagine. Um, yeah, okay. Anyway, the, qu- the question I had is, um, is, uh, well, it involves... Oh, you know, doggy for sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. okay. Or is it, On or top is it, writing. No. The, the actual question I have is, would it make more sense to do that show, like in a morning, in your time, in the UK, in a, as a morning drive time show, the, the Andy and Amanda love show? The love show. <laughs> When you say morning drive time show, what uh, what time in the morning? Do you mean like a normal regular morning or early? Yeah, for you. In other words, for you it would be like eight in the morning or whatever in the UK, I, and for me it would be. You think there's a? What do you think it's better to do at night or there or something? Uh, to, to, ooh, that's a tricky one. I mean, let's see. What's the time difference? Because for me it's one a.m. the show starts and it's five for you, isn't it? Five p.m. So yeah, eight hours. Seven, yeah. Okay. Um, Eight hours. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, well, the only let's way let's let our listeners decide to... because we know they're all yeah. confident the bits. I know. I know how people are. They're going to be. That's going to be a popular show. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why don't we let you, you tell us, folks? Uh, Andy and Amanda show at gmail dot com five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. What is our infrared gram uh, address? <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> is that the Andy and Amanda show, darling? Yes. What is? What's at the end of Instagram. The Instagram. <laughs> oh, what's the address? <laughs> at the Andy, at the Andy and Amanda, Amanda show. I know. What's I know where Amanda we are, Amanda guys. Show. We're on the Andy and Amanda show, but what's the what is the address of what's our Instagram? Whatever it is. That, that's yeah, it, Alan. That's it. What is? Yeah, that's it. What is? What? On Instagram, you have the at um, symbol before what's the name second? of whatever your account is, so it'll be at Andy and Amanda show. Yes. At that's that's our that's our uh, Instagram uh, web page, whatever you call it. There. Yeah, yeah. No, that's our Facebook. MySpace. What? <laughs> Who's on first? Smart Space. <laughs> I don't know. Third base. <laughs> Third base. Oh my goodness. You oh know, my God. Uh, Third base. Wow. What's third base? When you're kids, when you're teenagers, and you know, you're how, how, how are you romantic with like the opposite sex would be like what base you want to? Do you remember that? Like, oh, oh, yeah. oh my god, they want the second base. Do you remember that? Yeah, but you know what? I think that was more of an American thing than it was here because that that didn't that, that term wasn't used here. Um, it, we would literally just say to each other, How oh, how far have you gone? Have you just kissed, you know, and you know, and so on. Um, really, uh, I know for me, I always, I always ground it out. Oh, really? <laughs> it wasn't easy being me, you know what I'm saying? Oh, darling. I was locked yeah. into my car in the parking lot. No. Oh, really? No. Yeah, I didn't Uh-oh. even get in the game. Oh. <laughs> what I say is what I say. Person. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Hey, uh. Hey, uh, Corkscrew. Uh, yes, Corkscrew yes, person. Yeah, Orange. Venus. Your yeah. girlfriend's here. Pomegranate. I like my hips okay. to be held, and I like to, like, you know, so I can still move back and forth and, you know, 
work it, like twerk it. Oh, now I'm now out now. That's great, man. Now I'm ready to go. Now I was waiting for that all night. Now <laughs> I'm at the end of the show, guys. Is that his fix, darling? Yeah, I'm fine now. Oh. Yeah. Well, hey, Amanda. I'll get you my pretty you up. and your little dog too. <laughs> <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> Wait, how did you read my mind like that? <laughs> I just had a feeling. I, you know, I just, you know. Oh, you're very yeah. in tune with me, Andy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But I really, really want to. Shut up and drink your gin. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, what was I going to say? Keith? Is it yeah. true, do girls oh, not masturbate, or do girls masturbate? Oh, my gosh, we are settling this right now. Yes, we do. If yes. you don't, you're lying, because every it's girl true. does. And you know yes. what? <laughs> Seriously, if you don't, you're missing out on a great orgasm, because honestly, mm-hmm. once you do, you know the spot. Mm-hmm. You can tell the guy, teach him. Yeah, so you can yeah. yourself better than yourself. These people are sick. They want to do it very quickly. And add me into the group, if you don't mind. I think. <laughs> I'm sure you like that. <laughs> We'll try it, Don. We'll get you in there. We know you'll be looking for something after January 20th. I think women are very um, anxious about expressing the fact that they do masturbate. Seriously. I mean, for men, I think it's such a common thing. It's common knowledge that uh, a lot of men do. And, you know, there's a lot of reason behind it, and we understand that. But I think for women, I think women get labeled as a completely different creature if in, uh, they appear in any way sexual if they're a sexual comfort they get seen as um, but you know, as someone you like to sleep around it's very easy and it's very sad very very sad it is sad I think I think yes. and that's, that's why we're doing Done this show the Andy and Amanda love yes. show <laughs> it's, it's love. Andy and Amanda that's, love that's how patriarchy works yeah. Well, well, would you rather have a man? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not me. No. You know. Oh, my boys, my boys. But anyway, um, I was going to yeah. say something. I definitely forget what it was, but I do know that we're running overtime. I know that for sure. You're going to yeah. kill us upstairs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna get us up there. I know. I know. Lots and your little dog too. Yeah, they're gonna. They're gonna be coming after us. They'll be coming after us. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. Take it in. We're trying. We're trying. We're trying. We're trying. Uh-huh. <laughs> so another week wraps up here, folks, and yeah. um. What a week it's been! I mean, seriously, it's been what a what a roller coaster! What a roller coaster Quite ride! Quite entertaining, amazing, yeah, really. entertaining. But we're trying to keep it, you know. We're, we try to keep it, you know, kind of, you know, keep it real, keep it real here on the Andy Demand Show. Um, we're this show. You, uh, most of you or some of you will be listening to this show on Saturday and Sunday, and we do hope you're enjoying your weekend and enjoying listening into our whatever this is, and. We look forward to seeing you again, I guess, on Monday. And 
get those get those emails in. We've gotten some mail. We've gotten some email, and and of course you can also chat with us live at Block Talk Radio during the show. I, even though I don't check it that often, but uh, every once in a while we do get some chats. And um, and our phone number is five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. Touch with us. Let you know, let us know what your thinking is, and we've gotten some comments, some feedback. We appreciate all that. We really do. Um, we want everybody to have a great weekend ahead and a safe weekend. Yeah. And um, and the um, you know we'll see what what happens. Uh, this should be an exciting week ahead. There's so much that we've talked about already in this show that we'll we'll continue to talk about next show, and I'm sure there'll be a lot to talk about. And always, 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 always. So Amanda, always. take it away. Take it away. Okay, guys. So thank you again for listening and joining us this week. And uh, from Andy Kimball in California, from Cornell Butler in Philadelphia, from Czech Gardner in Hawaii, and myself in the UK, have an amazing weekend and try not to get caught up in the madness. The thank madness. you for being here. I think what you just said is very important. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, yeah, guys. Take care. Thank you, Amanda. Everybody have a great weekend. We are out of here. Another week, another two and a half cents. We'll see you guys Monday. Take care and all the best. Take care, everybody. Hasta luego. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
last thing I remember him saying was, won't be long, won't be long before you die. 